good, good, good. Just got a few of our ops guys bringing some stuff on. <laughs> I think I shocked them a bit this morning on what to bring on. <laughs> there we go. There's a... It's comfy. It's better with two in it. There you go. Oh, whoa. Nice one. Thanks, guys. Give them a hand. That was seamless. Seamless. <laughs> um, so this week we are concluding our series on the verse in 1 Thessalonians, which says, Rejoice always, pray continually, and give thanks in all circumstances. And I really encourage you to go back and listen um, to Sue and to Jordan as they brought that great ministry around the rejoice and the prayer aspects of the verse. But today we're looking at the last section of giving thanks in all circumstances. And when Paul wrote this letter to the church at Thessalonica, it was to encourage and instruct a group of believers that were going through some really difficult times. There were loads of pressures around. There was lots of persecution going on. And it was their job. And Paul wanted to encourage them to keep on going. And he, he spoke to them through loads of different ways. And you can read it through the whole book. But at the end, he like rounds up with some encouragement so he wants to encourage the whole church but then he turns to the individual believers and this is where the verse comes in and he encourages them as individuals to rejoice pray and give give thanks these are the things that we should be practicing as individuals in our daily walk with Jesus it's the will of God for our lives and so when we, when we come to thankfulness, I think that we can be in two camps. Who likes camping? I feel like this splits a room. Right. Hands up. Who absolutely loves camping? It's the best thing ever. I feel like only Lee and Alyssa have got the hands up. What's going on? <laughs> oh, there's a few other ones. There's a few other ones. Who's, like, is camping their idea of hell on earth? They hate the idea of sleeping on an airbed, going and washing your pots somewhere else, going to the toilet somewhere else. I am in the camp. I love camping. I really do. I think because I've been brought up in it. So we used to go every single year to France um, with our tent. We'd pitch up and we'd sleep on our airbeds, get in our sleeping bags, make something amazing to eat around the fire. And I just loved it. So I'm in that camp, unfortunately. But I think with thankfulness, we can be in two camps. I think that we can be in a camp of divine thankfulness or in a camp of desensitized thankfulness. Divine thankfulness, that is the idea that thankfulness is a principle that is from God and for God. And that is exactly the thankfulness that Paul is talking about in this verse. But then... I think that sometimes we can be in a camp of desensitized thankfulness. And that feeling of desensitized is a lack of feeling or emotion towards something because of overexposure to it. It leaves us feeling a bit numb, our hearts are hardened, and then we can just become even really over-familiarized with it. And I think that thankfulness it's just thrown around all the time today, isn't it? And we can become over-familiarized with it and end up feeling desensitized towards it. 
And it's not a sense that one camp is with God and one camp's without it, but there can be a danger of slipping from one to the other without even realising. So today, I just wanted to make a few different contrasts between these two camps and challenge us to really think about thankfulness differently. So what camp are you in? Divine thankfulness is steadfast. Desensitised thankfulness is pop-up. We've got our two tents here today and one of them is really sturdy. It's built really well. You can see here, it's got, uh, these actually go really deep into the ground to keep it really sturdy. So we've got one tent that is like that. This tent, even though it looks really cool and really, really flashy, one gust of wind and that is gone. Rubbish. Sorry, Lee and Alicia, it was our tent. It's really rubbish. <laughs> it can look functional and it gets the job done, but it's just pop up. One gust of wind and it's gone. When it comes to thankfulness, what camp are you in? Is your thankfulness steadfast in all of life's circumstances? Or is it pop up? Are you just thankful to God when life is good? So often I can find myself in a place of pop-up thankfulness and not even realise it. My son Hudson loves a good pop-up book. He loves a good lift the flap surprise. He hates it if I go to a page and there's just nothing on there. It's really boring. He loves a pop-up book. And I can fall into a trap of being thankful only when something brilliant's happened in my life or maybe I've seen God working in an incredible way or maybe a prayer's been answered and all of that's great and we want to give God thanks and praise for it. But the nature of something that's pop up is that it's going to go away again. It's there for a second and it's gone the next. How many times are we, if we're being honest with ourselves, how many times are we thankful for just the mundane everyday of life? Or even when things aren't going the way that we thought, how many times are we thankful then? And when Paul urges us in this verse, he asks us to have that steadfast thankfulness. One that's deep rooted, one that goes the distance, one that doesn't waver through life storms. And what better example that we've got in the Bible than the guy that wrote this verse, Paul. He knows what it is to go through life storms. He's been in some literal ones and then just some other horrible stuff that happens around him. And in the Bible, there's countless verses of Paul writing to others. And the first thing that he does, he always gives thanks. He says, I thank God for you. When he was in prison, the first thing that he did, thanks and praise. Nothing was going to come in the way of him giving thanks to his God. And in Philippians 4, verse 11 and 12, Paul himself says this. I'm not saying this because I am in need, for I have learned to be content whatever the circumstances. I know what it is to be in need. I know what it is to have plenty. I've learned the secret of being content in any and every situation, whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want. I can do all this through him who gives me strength. Divine thankfulness is steadfast. And Paul outlines this idea through that verse of being content. 
The idea of being content, knowing that whatever the circumstances, he can be content in who his God is. And that is where he finds his strength. That is how we can be steadfast. Through our contentment in God, that is what gives us strength. So when we find ourselves in the midst of difficult circumstances, we can still live in a place of divine thankfulness because we have contentment in him. And in Psalms, there's loads of examples of thanksgiving and praise, isn't there? We can often flick to one really quick and there'll be a thanksgiving, a praise psalm. But there's other psalms, lament psalms, which is when David's writing in the depths of his despairs and he's crying out to God. But it's interesting that actually at the end of a lot of these lament psalms, there's a paragraph of thanksgiving to God. Give thanks in all circumstances. Paul doesn't say after your circumstances or give thanks for things that are great or worth celebrating in, but in the midst of struggles, in the everyday rhythm of life, in great times, in not so great times, in all circumstances. And the truth is that life storms doesn't stop God's love for us. Life storms doesn't stop God's mercy for us. Life storms doesn't stop his faithfulness and it doesn't stop his kindness and it doesn't stop his goodness. What camp are you in? Divine thankfulness is a lifestyle. Desensitised thankfulness is unsettled. Now, when I was reading around this and just researching and different stuff, I started with Jesus because any good Christian should start with Jesus when they're looking up something. And uh, I wanted to look about what Jesus said about thankfulness. I was like, there's got to be loads of stuff. And then what a few scholars found when they were doing this themselves was that there is really no specific teaching that Jesus gives on thankfulness. Which then led them to say that, th that for Jesus, thankfulness was just a lifestyle. It was ingrained in his very being an essence that he would be thankful to God. He didn't need to gather a group of people around. He didn't feel the need to teach about it because it was just who he was and it was a lifestyle for him. And we see Jesus practicing throughout his life. So when he breaks bread, he gives thanks. When he has that personal prayer time with God, he gives thanks. When he raises Lazarus from the dead, the first thing he does is give thanks to his God. It was a lifestyle and then we can journey right back to the Old Testament and see that thankfulness is a lifestyle that's practiced. The Israelites in their offerings, they made offerings to God and that sacrificial practice of continually giving prayer, praise, thanksgiving, gratitude to God. It wasn't questioned. It wasn't one like there one week and gone the next. It was practiced as a lifestyle for believers. And I read something really cool in the Bible when I was um, looking at this stuff. And I love that about the Bible, that you can read something and it's like you've read it for the first time. And um, it was an incredible passage in 1 Chronicles 16. And David has brought the ark of God into a tent that he's constructed. And this was the tabernacle. 
And the tabernacle was God's dwelling place, a place for the Israelites to worship God and be in his presence. It was kind of like a traveling like thing that they went wherever they went, they took it with them and it was God's presence with them. But it's amazing, they built this holy place and then this is what David did next. In 1 Chronicles 16, it says, He appointed some of the Levites to minister before the ark of the Lord, to extol, thank, and praise the Lord, the God of Israel. Asaph was the chief, and next to him in rank were Zechariah, then Jezeel, then Shemiramoth, Jehiel, Mattatiah, Eliab, Beniah, Obed-Edom, and Jael. And this is what they did. Give praise to the Lord, proclaim his name, make known among the nation what he has done. Sing to him, sing praise to him, tell of all his wonderful acts. How incredible is that? These 10 men had one specific job. To praise, thank and make God known. Thankfulness is a lifestyle. It is so important in our daily lives and followers of God that it is a lifestyle. I wonder what the sound must have been like around that place as people were entering or just even walking past that they had this group of 10 guys that were praising and thanking and making God known. And it got me thinking that what would this place be like if we did the same If we were appointed to stand outside and give thanks and praise, some people I reckon would give us some funny looks if we stood outside all morning. But the truth is that we have been appointed already to do this. In our everyday lives, outside of these walls, wherever we are, what impact could we all make if we do that consistently? Give praise, thanks and make God known. Because the danger that we can walk into when we don't have a lifestyle of divine thankfulness is a feeling of being quite unsettled. We moved into a new house earlier this year and we're now in the process of like getting like a few jobs done and getting some work done. So that means we've had to strip wallpaper. I'm saying we because Ross isn't in here and I can pretend that I've done some of the work we've stripped wallpaper we have uh moved like loads of stuff around we've had to like get the house ready for like plastering and stuff like that so the fact is that in our house like everything's just it doesn't have a place everything's just everywhere and I found myself like in the weeks getting like really like annoyed like a bit snappy I'd like go to places and I'd be like oh why do I I just don't feel right and stuff like that I'd be like really short with like Ross and I just didn't know what was going on but then when I was thinking about it I was like oh like everything in my house is just everywhere and it was because of the like craziness of the house that it was making me feel really unsettled inside and when we don't have that lifestyle and when we don't have those daily rhythms or consistencies then it can leave us feeling really unsettled Have you ever tried to do something that you've not done in ages? I remember always going back after the six-week holidays at school and I would not know how to pick up a pen and write. I'd just completely forgotten how to do it and it felt weird in my hand and I was like, what's going on? But I don't want my thankfulness to be like that. 
I don't want it to be that desensitized nature where I've become numb or even forgetful. Or when I come to it, maybe it's like coming to it for the first time. I don't want it to be like that. God is asking for a lifestyle of thankfulness. Something that's lived out through all circumstances. What camp are you in? Divine thankfulness is selfless. Desensitized thankfulness is selfish. Don't be mad at me because I said the word selfish. I know some of you are sat there thinking, I am, that is not me. I am not selfish. I, Ross called me selfish once. <laughs> Whoa, that was a bad day for us all. <laughs> but that word can make us go, oh, inside. But I think it's a great challenge for some of us. There's a moment in, with Jesus in Luke's gospel and it says this. Now on his way to Jerusalem, Jesus travelled along the border between Samaria and Galilee. As he was going into a village, 10 men who had leprosy met him. They stood at a distance and called in a loud voice, Jesus, Master, have pity on us. When he saw them, he said, go. Show yourselves to the priests. And as they went, they were cleansed. One of them, when he was saw that he was healed, he came back, praised God in a loud voice. He threw himself at Jesus' feet and thanked him. And he was a Samaritan. Jesus asked, were not all 10 cleansed? Where are the other nine? Has no one returned to give thanks and praise to God except this foreigner? Then he said to him, rise and go. Your faith has made you well. 10 were healed, but only one returns to acknowledge that God has done the healing and say, thank you. In that moment, these 10 men were split into these two camps that we've got today. Nine of them walked away, healed, totally transformed, and yet they didn't recognize the need to thank the one who'd worked the miracle. They walked into that selfish way of life. The one who returned throws himself around Jesus' feet. It's where he wants to be. He doesn't want to walk away and carry on with his life but he wants to sing Jesus's praises from the top of his lungs and declares that Jesus is the reason for his miracle. Is your thankfulness selfish or selfless? The band can come and join me. Give thanks in all circumstances. I think the circumstances part of this verse can be the biggest factor in shaping our lives to becoming more self-centered than Jesus-centered. When difficult times arise, this can lead us running, instead of running to God, actually running away from him and thinking that we can do it all by ourselves. But I think sometimes that it's even in just the mundane of life that this selfishness can creep in. How many times, and I have definitely done this in my life, how many times have we kind of said, you know, life's just too busy at the moment. I'm just really busy. Just life, it's just busy. But it can be in that moment, that subtle shift into that camp of selfishness. And we allow busyness to reign instead of Jesus. It's in the small details. Maybe something happens and we can say to ourselves, oh, that was a coincidence. How funny is that? 
and we no longer acknowledge that it was God himself and forgetting to give him thanks and praise that he deserves. Paul, in Romans 1, warns people of this very thing. He says, For although they knew God, they neither glorified him as God, nor gave thanks to him. But their thinking became futile, and their foolish hearts were darkened. I don't want to slip into this camp of selfishness. Church, let us always be a people that run back to the feet of Jesus and give him the thanks and praise that he so deserves. Let us be a selfless generation of people that says that all we are is because of God. We can be thankful simply for who he is, for who he is This is the God who flung the stars into space and made everything on this earth. This is the God who formed us and knows us from the very beginning of time. He's a miracle worker, a faithful father. We can be thankful to God just for who he is today. We are nothing without him. We are. Let us stand together this morning. And as the band begins to play, have a think, what camp are you in today? Are you struggling to thank God today because of your circumstances maybe? Have you forgotten the true meaning of divine thankfulness? Does it need to become a lifestyle again for you? A practice, a routine? Maybe you need to get those foundations firmer with God today. Do you need to step away a little bit from that selfish way of living, thinking we can do it all by ourselves and surrender to God once more? You know, I was listening to a worship song recently and the line massively challenged me. And it said, I won't waste another breath on fear of man or fear of death. And I felt God said to me in a whisper, you're wasting your breath on things like this. You're wasting your breath on other people. You're wasting your breath on fears. Use your breath for me. And I had to move away from selfish thoughts and attitudes and wasted words and just surrender once again. And in God's word, it says, let everything that has breath, praise the Lord. Let everything that has breath, praise the Lord. In these moments of worship now, why don't we join in divine thankfulness to our incredible God? Let's lift up our hearts and surrender once again, recognizing that He is the reason that we are here. In all circumstances, we have a reason to praise. In all things, we can be thankful, God, for who you are. For who you are. Why don't you just lift up, let's lift up our voices now, church, in thankfulness and praise to our God. Maybe you're watching at home, wherever you are, lift up a shout of thankfulness and praise. Oh God, we don't want to become selfish in our ways, God, but we want to step in to who you are this morning. God, acknowledging that we are nothing without you, God. Oh God, we need you like never before. Oh God, you are holy. 
Oh God, you are so good. Come on church, let's lift up that thankful heart. What are you thankful to God for in your life? Maybe there's circumstances surrounding you and you need to run to the feet of Jesus this morning and lay those down and say, thank you, God. I thank you for who you are. I thank you for who you are. I thank you for who you are, God. In all circumstances, we will lift up a shout of praise to you, Jesus, for who you are. Let's worship. <laughs> 